even worth it or worthless. A show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the Microsoft Xbox. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is the story of LucasArts making Star Wars Battlefront a second time for the first time. <laughs> what? Well, you know, they there's Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. And there's Star Wars Battlefront 2. Right. And then there's Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, I, I see, I see. And then there's I Star see. Wars Battlefront 2. And you might think, Jordan, you just said the same two games two times, but no, I actually They're, said yes. four very different games. They yes, they are very different games. Now, some people criticize Microsoft for not having the most creativity when it comes to naming their consoles. Yeah. You got the Xbox, Xbox 360, which you would yeah. think maybe it was the third one because there's a three in there. No. It's the second one. You got the Xbox One, which was the third one. Okay. And then, you know, Microsoft naming things is kind of strange. But Star Wars Battlefront series also has some interesting takes on naming games. Uh, well, they're reboots. So it's not really that weird. Yeah, but it's something, you know, like when you reboot a game, you're supposed to name it New Star Wars Battlefront oh, no, or no, Star Wars no. Battlefront you or you know something like that <laughs> yeah because super star wars battlefront uh because those are all star yes. wars battlefront 64 any of those would have been acceptable names for a reboot super star wars battlefront deluxe you yeah oh i forgot deluxe and new throw them all in there and that's how you know you've got a good naming convention you know i just want you to know Nintendo is never going to support this podcast if you keep making fun of them all the time, Jordan. I have never made fun of Nintendo. I was just saying that I, I appreciated the way that they name things. Yeah, and there's clearly no sarcasm in your voice. A little bit of sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of sarcasm. I do hope if this Switch Pro thing ever comes out that it's called the Super Switch because that would be cool. I can't see a Switch Pro ever coming out. No, it's that just not every what... single year for the last no. four years, the Switch Pro is coming this year. Yeah. You know when the best time to launch a new console is? Uh, is this a dad joke? No, just oh. I was going to say. Kind of open it. In the midst of a global chip shortage. Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand why people keep saying there's a global chip shortage. You can't get chips. If you just go to Kroger, there's a Stop. whole aisle full of them, Dan. They're everywhere. Lots of chips. Doritos. Tostitos. Can we talk about Star Wars? I would love to talk about Star Wars. Would I, you? Because yeah. I'm starting to think you wouldn't. <laughs> Guys, did you know that it's May, and in May you can say things like, May the Force be with you, which is why we're talking about Star Force. Star Force. <laughs> May the Force be with you. You got May the Force be with you. Then you got Revenge of the Fifth. Um, Return of the Sixth. Is, uh... <laughs> I don't know all the Star Wars movie names. Guys, I like Star Wars a lot. No, you don't. I do. You were telling me when, like, you, I haven't really watched the prequels. No, 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 no. I said I haven't watched Clone Wars, the, like, 9,000-episode TV show that you kind of have to watch to understand anything that comes out in Star Wars now oh, because new Star Wars Lord. stuff is all based on the Clone Wars, and if you haven't watched this show that is probably good but admittedly made for children it's hard to have any clue what's happening in a show like the mandalorian when half of the characters are coming out of this children's tv show but like i said huge star wars fan i love star wars 
Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie, and that should tell you everything you need to know about me. Rogue One is a great movie. It is a great it's movie. Not like, it's the best Star Wars movie. There's no like. There's palm trees. Let me tell you about my fake Star Wars cred. I like Rogue One. Like Jordan, every Star Wars fan pretty much likes Rogue One. <laughs> oh no, Dan, you misunderstood me. I was using that as a way to show and to signal, maybe even to dog whistle to everyone to let them know that I am the truest Star Wars fan. <laughs> to dog whistle to everybody. Yeah. Uh, what is happening on this podcast right now, Jordan? I don't know. Are we uh, are we are we talking about a video game? Or are we just talking about the month of May? Star Wars Battlefront Two Microsoft? came out in two thousand five. That's true. And Dan's going to share some fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> How about that segue? My name is Jordan, and this is all I know about this game. It's Star Wars, and it came out in two thousand five. Uh, to you, Dan. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Uh, Jordan. Yeah. This game developed by Pandemic. You you say that and then you look at me like I should have something to say to. Oh, is it because we're in a global pandemic? Yes, I just oh, I just put those two, two and two together. Timely. Um, they made Destroy All Humans and Mercenaries, and then they made some Star Wars Battlefront games, and then they made Lord of the Rings Battlefront, which is a game that we used to play. It's called Lord of the Rings. Conquest. Conquest, but it's yeah. Battlefront. It is Lord of yeah. the Rings characters. We, we, that, that was a game that we played. That was a game that we played. I've been wanting to play it again with you for probably since before we started this podcast. Now, if you're like, wait a minute, I've listened to every episode of this podcast. I haven't heard you guys talk about this game. It's because it's a game that we've played, but not a game that we played for the podcast. It's a 360 game. It's not retro. Yeah, well, I was just trying to clarify for people if they were... <sighs> I know a lot of people listen with a Excel spreadsheet of all of yes. the episodes, and then they put little stars next to the ones that we mentioned, and oh, I just want to save anybody time of looking Ca- through gotcha. 70 episodes. Gotcha. It's not going to be on there. <laughs> You're 70 welcome. episodes. Well, you have a it, separate spreadsheet for the bonus episodes. Yeah, that's 70 episodes. It feels like we've done 30 to me. Um. Yeah. This so published by Lucas Arts. Surprise, surprise. Star Wars game when Lucas Arts. It's the when George Lucas was still the boss of Star Wars. This pre Disney. This is pre Disney. Yeah. <laughs> People. I don't even know. It's it's hard to like talk about Star Wars, Dan, because you never know what's gonna set somebody off. Sometimes you mention George Lucas, and that makes Star Wars fans really angry. <laughs> And then you mentioned Disney, and that makes a different set of Star Wars fans really angry. Um, <laughs> Both have been known to anger Star Wars fans. And only, now I the, think that group has switched. Yeah, now everything makes everybody angry <laughs> except for anything made by John Favreau or Dave Filoni. And then we love those things and hate everything else. Dave Filoni's great. See, you exactly. should watch the Clone Wars, Jordan. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> everybody's like, forget everybody else. I don't want to know about anybody else about Star Wars. Steven Spielberg, get out of here. I don't care about anybody else except for Dave Filoni and his cowboy hat and JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams, he makes people angry too. JJ makes good Star Wars movies. And your favorite Star Wars director, uh, George Lucas. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is is Dan's favorite Star Wars director. Anyway, Don't. so um, we should have put a Don't we should even. have put a trigger warning on the beginning. Of this. <laughs> We're gonna mention Disney. We're gonna mention George Lucas and his funny chin, and he has a funny chin. Okay, <laughs> okay. 
Okay, okay. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about some fun facts. All right. <laughs> oh man, uh, this game released in uh, November of two thousand and five, November first, two thousand five, in North America. Jordan, Europe got this one a day before we did oh. in North America, so they beat us to the punch. I was just listening to a clip today of you saying, "Ha, pal, region beat beat you again." Well, they beat us on this one, ah. so. Man, an entire day. Yeah, but if you had to pick one Star Wars game to get a day early, would it be this one or Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? Um, I don't. It might be this one. Yeah, it would definitely be this one. I, I'm, uh, <laughs> if you're talking Why about all the Star even? Wars game, maybe Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know. No, I was talking about the two that I mentioned. Oh, just those two. Yeah, <laughs> those are your only options. <laughs> they made other Star Wars games. Uh, yeah, like Shadows of the Empire. Finished that recently. Proud of you. It's like a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, this is the, for context, Jordan. <laughs> Can we even have a conversation in this podcast? What's going, what's going on? on? Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so Battlefront 1 came out in September of 2004. So they thought, you know, it would be great. Yeah. Let's release another Battlefront. A year later. Apparently the first Battlefront coincided with uh, the DVD release of the original trilogy. This one coincided with the DVD release of Revenge of the Sith. Apparently. I think according to Wikipedia. And fun fact about that, on the bonus disc or disc two of the Revenge of the Sith DVD, there was a demo for Star Wars Battlefront 2, which according to the box has two entire levels. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because I never played this game when I was a kid. I went to my cousin's house in Nebraska one time, and they had this game, and I watched him play it, and I thought it was really cool, but I yeah. never played it. Yeah, I played this one quite a bit, quite a bit when I was younger, quite nostalgia. Uh, Jordan, I don't have any more fun facts. It's kind of, kind of a dry well today. I think that a lot of times when you have these licensed games like this, you don't always get all of the like nitty gritty detail because these like big giant corporations, like, well, at the time, I guess it was just Lucasfilm, but still a billion dollar company or whatever. They're kind of like more secretive than, I don't know, somebody like Konami or something. You go on a, a Wikipedia page and it has a whole giant section about the development of the game. And you don't always get that on licensed games. Yeah, I mean, it touched on the development a little bit, but it didn't have anything like particularly interesting. I guess the PSP port was a, a chore and, a, and a, a huge deal to get running the way that it did. Um, but a lot of the development was just like, oh yeah, they used the same engine. There was mod support on PC eventually. Nothing like super crazy about it. Just Battlefront, bigger and better. Well, I guess we can just evaluate the game for what it is then and without any of the fun facts. So what would you pay for the... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, what it does well, what it doesn't do so well. It's all a wash. It's what a would video you pay game. for this game? It's a, yeah, it's it's game. a video game. You can play Star Wars. Yeah, you, you are the Star Wars in this one. No, there's lots of things to say about this game. So why don't we jump in and talking about what this game does well?
I think the thing that stood out to me the most when I played this game, and as somebody coming to this game for the first time without really any sort of preconceived notions about it, is that the game still feels good, which is not something yeah. that you can say about a lot of retro shooters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I have played a tiny, tiny bit of the new Battlefront 2. Um, I played like, I don't know, less than 10 matches of one-on-one Battlefront 2 with no <laughs> no bots or extra enemies or anything. So I have not really experienced the game. But just playing this one and my little bit of experience with that one, I was like, I was really surprised of how good this game felt yeah. even in 2021. I totally agree. Uh, it kind of plays into one of my points, Jordan, which encompasses a couple sub points. Of course. Of course it does. <laughs> you know, I, got... I have one line written down, but I know that you got a paragraph, so take it away. <laughs> I don't like your attitude, Jordan. Uh, the the heading. The gameplay is just fun. It is just fun. It's true. I mean, there's nothing quite like just being a, a stormtrooper and blasting Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. Or getting blasted by Ewoks is more accurate. Less blasted and more <laughs> skewered. Um, but I have a few points that that kind of support. Like, I totally agree. I jumped back into this game today, and I I played it a lot on the original Xbox. Yeah. I played it a little bit on the 360, just like, oh, I like Battlefront. I used to play this. I'm playing it. Yeah. And then I played it a bunch to cover it for the show. And it was just like one of those things where I was like, man. This game is still so much fun to me. Yeah. Um, I used to play it a lot, like, not even really multiplayer as a kid. Like, just playing the it by yourself against the computer is, like, a fun experience. And I think th- before multiplayer, like, online multiplayer became a staple of games, this game comes from kind of an era where... Not that Xbox Live didn't exist, <clears throat> because it did, but it came from an era where everybody wasn't playing online, so the game still had to be fun without yeah. being able to be played online. And so I think that maybe that plays into the game still being so much fun by yourself in some ways, but I don't know if that's actually true. It's just kind of my perception and theory on it. It definitely feels like you're playing online even though you're not playing online, yeah. because you have these big... Um, like classic multiplayer things like you have like a death match or a capture the flag like stuff like that and you have a whole team around you yeah. they're bots with different levels of AI and all that but it does feel like you're in a giant 32 player multiplayer lobby yeah I mean I, I tend to agree with that the only thing about it that feels a little bit weird to me is now in modern battlefront if you play as like an officer which is kind of like the engineer class. Okay. Like it, you're getting points for like supporting your team and it's like, it feels good to play as a support class. Oh, okay. In this one, it's kind of like, why would I play a support class if I'm not on a giant team of 32 people? So it almost f- never feels like great to me. But other than that, I, I do agree with you that it, it still feels like you're part of these massive battles. It doesn't feel like your team is off doing nothing. Yeah. Like, whatever part of the map that stuff is going on, your team is still like capturing command points and like all this stuff. And um, I think the, the gameplay holds up really well. Um, I have a few things that I like specifically about the gameplay. Uh, that I like the locking on. Like since this, this 
is an original Xbox game. You can't really see far away sometimes. Yeah. And so you have a button that literally will put, you know, a red X around a guy that's far away. So you can generally shoot in the right direction and it works really well. It kind of even pulls your view towards that person if they start to move off the screen. Now, there's not a whole lot of like aim assist. Yeah. But it does help just to point you in the right direction. There is a little bit of aim assist and you can actually turn it off, I think, in the, the options. Like it says like aim assist on and off. If you just want to show all your friends how pro you are, you don't need the aim assist. <sighs> I don't know. I always play with the aim assist on, but when you snipe in this game, there's no aim assist and it feels pretty bad. <laughs> so um, I like the locking on. I like the kill streaks. The kill streaks, I feel like were super ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, this is like the oldest game that I know of that was like rewarding players for like if you get if you pick uh, like the standard soldier class and you get twelve kills with your main like rifle, you'll get an award rifle, which is a burst rifle that kills guys really fast. Or if you get so many uh, points in a life, you'll get like a damage boost or a damage reduction, or your like sprint meter will like you know, refill faster and things like that. Yeah. Um, and another nice thing about these kill streaks is it's not just like one off. It's in your profile. It's tracking how many times you've gotten each one. Uh, you have to, for some reason, they make you get them like four times before you can actually activate it. So like you start off at this like green level and then you have to get the the streak four times before they actually award you with the thing. And then whenever you get the kill streak, they award you with the thing. It's like, why, why this isn't, but you're leveling up and as you get something so many times, it eventually becomes easier to get. So something that took like 12 points might now take nine points to get. And then at some point it becomes permanent and you just get it at the beginning of every match, um, which is kind of a cool little system. It is nice. It gives you an incentive to go and play the single player mode to level your guy up and to get all these extra little perks. Well, it doesn't matter what mode you play. It's just your profile. I know, but it's twice, Jordan. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking about like back in the day, I hardly ever played single player mode. It was like, I'm going to play multiplayer with my brothers. Yeah. And single player is like a thing that's there, but what's the point of it? And now if I know, oh, I can save to my Uh, profile these extra incentives. I can Mm -hmm. go in and grind and get these little things that are going to make me better against my brothers yeah yeah like i was better against you with my endurance <laughs> sprinting yeah oh that's true i didn't even realize you had an unfair advantage i should yeah. have made you use a default profile <laughs> it's all right i think we were pretty evenly matched i don't know about that you're right i was a little bit better than you i was just trying to be modest well we didn't play i only beat you by 90 that one game so yeah well one game dan it's a series you know you don't you don't get the cup after one game. Maybe. This, you know, this Maybe. isn't this isn't the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's more of a Stanley Cup situation. Uh anyways. Last thing I have under the game is fun. Is like <laughs> it's janky in like a good and fun way. Like, All right, you're gonna have to elaborate there. <laughs> like this game feels like the the collision doesn't quite feel quite right like you're trying to jump up on ledges yeah the locking on is a little bit weird sometimes the ai is kind of bad and on normal mode they're pretty easy and like all right sometimes they like the enemies will like stop when you're shooting at them all of a sudden like sometimes if you're trying to snipe something and you miss it the enemy will like stop for a second and there's like a bunch of like weird like little jank 
and stuff to this game that I that makes it endearing to me in a way. Um, it's like it's just it's a little broken in a good way, like three percent broken in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can see that. I mean, I don't know that I would put the fact that like trying to jump up onto things isn't always a great experience. That's one of the no. things that does well, but you know, I like, understand what you're saying. It's an example of how this is a little bit weird. Yeah. Like you can like with the Jedi with your sprint meter, you yes. can just jump like three or four times. Oh yeah. And so like sometimes you can get on terrain that you're not supposed to get on, but like, I don't know, there's that little part of us that always like to get outside the level. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. This is, this is, um, you don't, you, games aren't quite broken this way anymore. You have to have that so you can speed run this game because it's all <laughs> about speed running. <laughs> Our matches were not about speed running. No, I love that the default like number of kills is 180. Well, in heroes versus villains or whatever, it's called assault mode in this game. Yeah. It's 180, which is just like a straight death match to 180. Yeah. And it's like not no, like no each thanks. kill is worth 10 points. Each kill is worth 1 point. Yeah. And then like the default, I think conquest mode, I want to say is like 150 reinforcements for like the entire team yeah or take over all the checkpoints on the map which is actually pretty balanced yeah so it's it doesn't feel those matches don't take like forever i feel no. like those are like 10 to 15 minutes but the capture the flag matches took a really long time they did um unless i was kit fisto yeah that guy is a beast yeah and he's I'm got a, like a weird fuzzy, force ball? fuzzy lightsaber yeah because I, I think so this was um, I think Asajj Ventress is in this game. And I think up to this point, she had only appeared in the comic books. And so Kit Fisto was like in the Clone Wars cartoons. He's in the movies a little bit, but he's in the, like the original, like Clone Wars micro series. Okay. From Cartoon Network. If you haven't seen this, you should watch it. I highly recommend it. No, I haven't seen any really of this. Good. We talked about this already. It's really good. Not that Clone Wars. It's a different Clone Wars. I know. I know. There's multiple ones. It's yes. like the animation, not the, not the CGI. Yes. And it's good. You got, It's on Disney Plus now. Highly recommend. Are we Are we sponsored by Disney Plus now? No. Guys, this episode brought to you by Disney Plus. And... Um, no. Okay. No. Well. Um, anyways, in that show, I think his lightsaber is weird and, and glowy because he's underwater. So he's, a, he's like a fish. He's like a squid. So are you telling me that man. they made his lightsaber <laughs> fuzzy in the entire game because they looked at a bad reference? Uh, this isn't like a Kylo Ren cracked Kyber crystal kind of thing. Not that, not that I'm aware of. I think in the movies, his lightsaber is just perfectly normal. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Interesting. If you want to see Kit Fisto, I think he's one of the people in Revenge of the Sith that goes to get Palpatine. Um, He's in the with, scene where they're getting attacked by the giant praying mantises and they're tied to the poles and all the Jedi show up. Mm, maybe not. Maybe I not. I don't think so. I think no. he's just in the, no. the, the get the chancellor. You're right. The chancellor's like. You're right. I think he kills him. He kills the chancellor? No. I think that, no. a huge spoiler, Dan. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love when, 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 when Chancellor Sidious dies in Revenge of the Sith. Good old, Sheev. what's his name? <laughs> Shreve? Sheev? Shiv? Sheev. What? Sheev is his name. 
Oh, he has a weird, he does have a weird first name. I'm pretty sure it's Sheev Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. Which is not. It's something like that. How do you know that? How come some Star Wars names are super normal, like Luke, and then some of them are super weird? Weird? How come (laughs) some are weird, like Brogus? (laughs) Like Homestyle 1-0. Homestyle (laughs) 1-0. It's been it's been too long. It has been too long. Mm. Well, I haven't made enough of those references. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan, what else you got? <laughs> Kit Fistle's oh. lightsaber. What the game does well. What the game does well, Jordan. The soldier class. Oh, stop. <laughs> I actually did have. I like that. There's a lot. Oh my goodness, this could cover a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, there's a, just a lot in this game. There's a lot of soldier types because you have like. For each army, we'll call them, okay. you have like, what, six different classes? It might be more than that, actually. More than that, because there's like special ones you can unlock. And then you got like the clones, and you got the the droids, and you got the Republicans, and you got the Democrats. I don't know. You know all the, who are all the guys you can play as? <laughs> the Republic Army and the, the Stormtroopers. And, you said the clones, and yeah. then you said the Republic. See, stop, don't do the thing, don't do the thing where you, (laughs) this is the thing that nobody likes about Star Wars, the weird, um, like, trading block plot lines and the stuff where you once were a good guy and now you're a bad guy and nobody can tell, like, that. why is the Stormtrooper a good guy in this movie and now all of a sudden he's a bad guy? He's, they weren't stormtroopers yet. If you, I know, yeah, but that's the thing is like that's most a, that's normal great, people don't know what's going on. And I they, like your They seg- took all of the stuff that you needed to know and they put it in a cartoon that nobody saw. Listen, that's a great segue. Okay. Into the rise of the 501st, which is something that I have that this game does well. Yeah, okay, I had that too. Well, I didn't have it, but I felt it in my heart. Uh, so the, while I agree with you, lots of classes. Oh, I thought you were agreeing with me that Star Wars is confusing. Well, yeah, maybe. It is now. Now that Disney bought it and was oh like, all oh, this stuff. It was confusing all back this in stuff 2005, Dan. Doesn't count. You guys know how we made a Clone Wars series? Stop it. To That's... connect these two movies for everybody? Stop it, Dan. That's Guess not what, what we're, we're going to remake. We're not here to the talk The Clone about... Wars. We're not here to talk about that. Listen, tell me about what you're going to say. I was going to say, the only books that count are oh, the ones God. that we write now Stop. and not the the decades of books that everybody loves. Uh, maybe Knights of the Old Republic counts. Maybe it doesn't. Who really knows? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, there are lots of soldier classes in this game. There are. You have the Grand Army of the Republic. That, yes. <laughs> the Republicans. That's what we call them. <laughs> Um, you have the stormtroopers, yeah, empire, yeah. You have the rebels, yeah, from the rebellion, and you have the separatists, the droid, the CIS is what they call them in this. Yeah, game. the CIS, which is a weird, no clue what that means. Yeah, they say it's something, and at some point in the story, but so you've got four factions. Is it just four? And, I thought there was more than that. No, it's really just four. Well, you yeah, got, there's like different there's Ewoks. like different time periods yeah. where they exist and so then, you know, like at one point the, you know, uh Grievous might be the head of the droids and then later it'll be Darth Maul. Kind of. Kind depends of. on it depends on the map, I think. Yeah, who they so give you the yeah. as the hero. Anyways, but yes, on a, on these maps you can choose uh the old 
original trilogy, or you can choose like Clone Wars and then it'll, then it'll change and all that stuff. But, um, I'm, t- I'm like, I'm torn, like the rise of the 501st, lots of classes. Um, I don't want to shortchange the class thing because that's important. And there's like a, t- a ton of stuff where you can play this game how you want to play. Yeah. Which is still in modern Battlefront. Like if you're familiar with modern Battlefront and you're choosing like, you know, the heavy class or the soldier class or the sniper class, it's kind of the same thing here. It's got all that stuff. Yeah. It's Tell good. me about the rise of the 501st because that's not something that's in every game. <laughs> or I don't think it's in any game. Um, I was talking to somebody a long time ago, a Star Wars fan. I don't remember. Are you just making this story up? I, the details are fuzzy in my head. All right, just make it up. No one will know. I was having a conversation with a Star Wars fan. And I was talking about the 501st. And like I knew what the 501st was, but I didn't know that I knew what it was because it was in Battlefront 2. I thought it was just like a Star Wars thing that like everybody that was into Star Wars knew about. And then I found out that that was not the case. I only know about them because I'm pretty sure that that's what the like the stormtroopers who go around and cosplay at all of the yes. like, conventions call themselves. So the 501st is the story mode in this game, the rise of the 501st, which is like a clone unit that then becomes like Vader's personal unit of stormtroopers that smashes planets into submission. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because you start off and you think I'm a good guy. And then, like, four levels in, you're now a bad guy. Well, the, it's, it's like, pre-Order 66, and then it kind of talks about them, like, it's not killed pre. the you're, Jedi. You're straight up in the Jedi Temple killing all no, the Jedi. No, but I'm saying at the beginning of the, the story, Oh yeah, it kind of is like, oh, we're clones, and then it's like, it, 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 I think it alludes to them turning their back. The Jedi were none the wiser kind of a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Order 66. Just messed up. <laughs> it, I agree with you. It's, it's very strange. Anyways, back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but the story kind of has like these cool moments where it bridges these two time, these two trilogies, and it kind of makes stuff up. And it's like there's one mission where you are working for Vader, and you find this like Geonosian separatist guy who's like trying to revive the droid army and send, and then there's another one where you're like um what's the Camino you're back on Camino because the clones there's somebody making another batch of clones to like take up arms against the empire so it's like stormtroopers versus clones and it blends the two uh trilogies in um in a way that I liked a lot yeah, it was definitely interesting. It helped me understand everything. And my absolute favorite part about the whole thing is that each level or mission, whatever you want to call it, has some cutscenes that play before it. It yeah. uses a little cutscene from the movies, and then it'll have like a gameplay cutscene. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is narrated by a man with a beautiful New Zealand accent. And it's my absolute favorite accent in the whole world. Yeah. And so I liked that. I don't even care what he was saying. I just liked the fact that he was saying oh, it. Oh, you did. You, so I think I, one of the things that I actually said on the Wikipedia page was that it was the original voice actor of, you know, the Boba Fett and the, the clone, guy, the clones, the guy, the, the guy, guy in the, in the Mandalorian. Uh, with the skirt. Uh, I don't, um, I don't know the name of the actual voice actor, but I believe he played a bunch of clones. The guy. The clo- the clone. Boba the Fett. 
This backpack's got jets. Is that a rap that we do? Uh, it's a rap that exists. Boba I, the Fett, his backpack's got jets. Just like that. <laughs> Some I people, couldn't even. I couldn't even tell the difference. I've been noise. complimented many times on my flow. Yeah, Jordan. I don't, I don't know about. I don't know about your. My flow. I don't know about your rhythm. Well, I got great rhythm. I might not have flow, but I got great rhythm. <laughs> I can keep a beat. They call when I was in high school. They called me the human metronome. Uh, um, one of the things, Jordan, <laughs> that I liked about the the rise of the five hundred first mode. Now. We'll get into the space combat in a little bit. Okay. But one of the things that it does is it like there's some missions, some space combat missions that maybe take a while that you didn't want to do. Yeah. This is like if you don't want to do it, you can just skip the space combat missions in Damn. the story mode. That was also in my what the game does well is that it has yeah. a button that lets you bypass the space combat because mm-hmm. it is not fun. Uh, we could. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're, t- we're still talking about the game. What the game does well. I know. So we'll get. There, what it does we'll well is it has we'll get a there button. Soon. I like that they were so <laughs> self conscious. Uh, not self conscious, but self aware to know like people aren't playing this game for the the sh- flying around and shooting stuff. They want to run around and shoot stuff. So yeah. what if I've never seen a game where it was just like, yeah, just skip this level. You will, oh, the space combat. All right. Let's, let's move. Let's move into the next point that I have of what the game does well, Jordan. Okay. Uh, there's a ton of modes. There are a ton of modes, and I like that. Yes, that goes into. There's just a lot of everything in this game. Yeah. So uh, included in my modes that I enjoy, space combat. <laughs> no, what's wrong with you? The space combat is fun in this game. It's just not always necessarily the thing that you are wanting to do all the time. No, I I guess we'll just talk about it now because it's bad. Nope. Um, it's not even as good as Star Fox 64 Space oh Combat. Oh, goodness. Maybe man. I was spoiled recently by playing Starlink Battle for Atlas on the Switch, uh, which has actual good Space Combat. But this game, Space Combat is terrible. The controls are bad. The fighting is bad. Uh, your ship just gets blown up with, like, one hit. If you accidentally uh tilt down a little bit and touch the deck of the ship as you're launching you blow up it's it's miserable it's not fun and i like the idea of space combat the space combat in star super star wars empire strikes back is better than the space combat in battlefront 2 what the game doesn't do well jordan was bad at the space combat no i wasn't bad at it yes you were i'm just telling you i've played a lot of games i i literally have over a (laughs) hundred hours in starlink which is a completely space combat game and this is just bad it's not it's not good which and they knew it was bad so bad that they put a button that says bypass this level because they no. realize that nobody wants to play those levels. No, no. The space combat in this is interesting. It's not the the best space combat you'll find out there, but it has like a fun like locking on system. It has an interesting like attacking the enemy ship. You have to take down their shields and then take down their critical systems and you can like land in their hangar and like sabotage the critical systems in the ship. There's a lot of really cool stuff with the space combat in this game. You just didn't um, get to unearth the, the... No, I did all of that. It was just no. not... It's just not executed very well. Agree... I'm going to agree with the developers, (laughs) the people who made the game and did something that I've never seen in any other game, and that was include a button to skip certain levels in this game. That's just not a thing that happens in video games. It's not like the developers of Battletoad were like, hey, yeah, this, (laughs) this scooter level sucks. Let's put a button to skip it. It's not like the developers of Top Gun on NES were like, hey, nobody can land 
the the this plane on the ship. Let's just put a button in to skip it. Like there's been a lot of really bad levels in games and there hasn't been a button to skip them. And in this one, it's like, yeah, guys, uh, nobody wants this, but we can't like take it out because Wayne, my friend Wayne, he spent a lot of time on it. So let's just leave it in, but we'll put a button and let them skip it. So after they try it one time, they'll just skip it for the rest of the game. All right. Your mileage may vary on the space combat. If you don't get good at it, you might side with Jordan. If you try to sit there and figure it out, maybe you'll side with me. Your mileage may vary on the space combat. <laughs> Play Starlink instead. It's like $8. Ubisoft puts it on, on sale all the time, and you can play a Star Fox. Whatever, man. Anyways, anyways, Galactic Conquest, another mode that I like that you thought was... It's fun. I feel like you'd have to have so much time. You guys know the board game Risk? It, your dad likes it. It takes a whole weekend to play. Risk yeah, is fun. They turned it into a video game. Battlefront, Galactic Conquest. You play Risk. There's a mode where you're trying to take over a galaxy and each each um, team controls a certain number of planets. And so you're trying to take over the enemy planets and take those... Uh, you get credits for taking over planets and stuff and you have to buy new units and then you can buy like gameplay upgrades like extra health or like extra damage or you can buy like a, a hero. And so it's like there's some strategy to how you're going to spend the credits that you have. There's a whole system that... <clears throat> excuse me that changes a lot of the the gameplay to be a little bit more strategic but it does take a long time so i agree with you on that but it's still like really cool that the, that it changes up just the standard like modes in this game to be a little bit more something else yeah i don't hate that it's there because you can really enjoy this game and just never play it but um if you're a big fan of risk you might, you might like it you might like it if you're a big fan of Battlefront and your friend, um, you want to fight your friend in a strategic, no, see, a strategic planetary takeover. You'd have to have all day. Like, who's doing like a, a day long campaign against their friend? You can save it though. Yeah, but so like, like you could I'm, just be like, we're gonna. It's, that's you know, one of those things time. where like you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and then it never happens because who has like that much time? to go back and play a game from 2005 against their friend. Um, I'll, I, well, this, that brings me to my, one of my next points. All right. Me. Although I'm not quite done, done with modes. Um, but we keep, we keep jumping around a little bit. Um, but real quickly, I'll touch on the forward compatibility of this game because I really think it is somehow, and it's not the game's fault. It's Microsoft's fault. Oh Yeah. But like you can, this game is like Xbox One X enhanced and stuff. Um, you can play this. On, I I I would assume. I think every title that is compatible with Xbox One is compatible with Series X. I don't know that for sure because I haven't like I couldn't. I tried to like look into this, but I'm just like the Xbox still. naming conventions are so confusing that it's hard to Google yeah. anything. I assume it's compatible with Series X, but I don't know that for 100% certainty. But anyways, Microsoft has like allowed you to play this on modern consoles and included the DLC that originally came with the game, which isn't always the case. Like if DLC came out in the original Xbox, sometimes you're just kind of I think up a creek with like ever playing that content again unless you had it downloaded on an old Xbox that you owned. Um, but they've brought the DLC. You can play this in like nice HD Xbox graphics. Um on all your Xboxes. So I think forward compatibility is one of the strengths of the Xbox version of this game. 
Agreed. <laughs> well, to be fair, like a lot of the the games, like the early 3D games, like playing them today, like you can't really like it's it's a way of uh like it's like the Switch Online service. It's like this this is a great way to play these retro games on a modern console. Like this game has that going for it, which not a lot of games from this era can necessarily say. Like PS2 games, for example. Like you can't play the PS2 version of Battlefront 2 on like a PS5 or something like that. So I'm just saying it's it's like it's something that this game does well. Like you can experience on a modern console in a in a nice way. Because yeah. we, we played it on Xbox One. We did, and it looks nice. It's nice. It's nice. Um I still have like a couple more modes. Uh, there's tons of maps with the, with the modes. There's, there's y- you so can many. Really, maps. just say there's a lot of everything. You in have this game. all of the the Star you Wars. You think about anything that you want. Like, are there a lot of characters? Yes. Are there a lot of modes? Yes. Are there a lot of maps? Yes. There's literally a lot of everything in this game. <laughs> That's funny because I have a, an interesting point in what the game doesn't do so well. Oh. Um, Jordan, la- last point, last last little point on the modes. All right, the hunt mode. You got Ewoks versus Empire. You got Wampas versus the Rebels. Yeah, um, it's a it's an interesting change um, from like the normal just soldiers versus soldiers. It's kind of like a fun little yeah. Oh, I'm trying to snipe the Ewoks, and the Ewoks are murdering me with spears instead. It's like a thing that you'd think like, oh, this is just like a one off joke, and it's like, no, they actually did this for a whole bunch of levels and yeah. had different monsters yeah. in each one. It's impressive. But that's all. I'm done. I'm done now. We're done. We did it. We did it. But the game does well. Well, now let's look at what the game doesn't do so well. So, Jordan, what would you pay? The experience that oh, you have with Battlefront 2. <laughs> Man, I, I'll be really happy if you don't have a, a big long list, but I got some things. We're not going to talk about it, but I think that the, the space battles are bad. Um, we've we've talked about it in, in depth, so we'll leave it there. Um, you also mentioned that this game looks good on the Xbox One, which I think is true, but I think that it also does suffer from... It's not really an early 3D game, but an earlier 3D game that there are definitely times where some levels can be kind of dark and muddy. You mentioned Mm. that it's hard to see stuff far away. Yeah. And that problem is kind of compacted by the fact that a lot of the characters look the same. Yeah. So in a lot of modern games, you'll get like a team highlight. Like all of my dudes are highlighted in blue. If I go past them, like I can tell who's on my team. It's hard if you're playing like clone troopers versus stormtroopers. They look the same. Well, you're not really ever going to play clone troopers versus stormtroopers outside of like the campaign. Okay. Okay. Take that example away. <laughs> but still, even if you're playing as clone troopers against just the, the, the droids or whatever. Yes. All the droids are kind of like darker. And I know that all yeah. my guys are the lighter guys, except for not because you might have a Republic commando on your team who is a darker yes. colored guy. And all of a sudden you're killing him and it's really easy to t- kill your team in this game. You will probably <laughs> kill half as many of your own teammates as the opposite team does, which yep. is fine. You're in a giant battle and you all of a sudden become Yoda and you're chucking your lightsaber. <laughs> I would chuck a lightsaber, kill one guy. It would come back to me and kill five of my guys. And I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm Yoda. 
But I did have some trouble, not some. I had a lot of trouble in this game, like telling like who is a bad guy, who's a good guy. Yeah. This is negated a little bit because of the very handy lock on button. I can tell at least who one enemy yeah. is. But it would have been so much better if they just like kind of highlighted each team or yeah. something to make it so it was a little bit easier because it's an older 3D game and it does get a little dark and muddy at times and it's hard to sometimes see. If you're playing like a snow level, no problem. Yeah. But some of the darker levels, it was difficult to tell like where are the bad guys who's on my team. Yeah, especially like we we played some split screen on Dagobah and it's like the super dark schmeary map where yeah. it's like what is happening, you know, the the split screen mode. You can see everything wide, but like the the screen real estate becomes very short. Yeah. And it's like you kind of really, unless you're looking up a little bit higher where you don't want to be aiming, like it's hard to kind of see very far. Yeah. Um, yeah, split screen just compounds the problem. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that the lock-on feature exists because yeah. this game would, it might be the the biggest saving grace that this yeah. game has for holding up yep um because yeah like nowadays like you get this glow whenever an enemy is on your screen or whatever yeah in any shooter where it's like or even if met. it's just your own team that has team glow mm. then at least you know like there's a guy who's not glowing i can shoot him yeah yeah i agree i agree um now you keep saying there's a ton of everything in this game jordan yeah there there is um for me i put that there's not a ton of variation it just kind of is what it is third person shooter on maps like campaign mode third person shooter on maps multiplayer mode third person shooter on maps galactic conquest third person shooter on it's like it's it's, you're doing the same thing most of the time in this game yeah but that's that's like that's like criticizing halo for being a first person shooter no well put put it like this if halo was the campaign was like moving from multiplayer map to multiplayer map and you were kind of just doing objectives it's kind of like okay because all of the campaign and stuff takes place on multiplayer maps okay it kind of feels like you're and it's the game is a lot of fun yeah but it's like I don't want to play this game for probably three or four hours at a time. It's like fun in short bursts. Ah, I I could see that. So while there are a ton of maps, a ton of characters, a ton of modes, it's still just like the same thing over and over and again. And um, it's just, yeah, I think it, it hurts the game to play it for long periods of time, not necessarily as a whole, because once you play the campaign, fine. I mean, when you hop into this game, I think instant action or galactic conquest are kind of what you want to be doing anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I didn't feel like there was a lot of, a lot of variety here. And that's part of, I think why I'm like, Oh yeah, the space combat's kind of cool because it's, it's a little different. You're actually like changing it up for a bit. Yeah. But all right, Dan. I'm out of uh, out of real points, but I got two nitpicky ones. Do okay. You want to hear them? Sure. And no, I don't know. Maybe they're really. maybe they're not super nitpicky, but um, they kind of feel nitpicky in the moment. Uh, <laughs> this game, the way that the levels work is as when you're on a multiplayer map and you'll have an objective. You complete that objective, and then you have another objective. And I, and on one hand, it's it's it is interesting because like it allows you to take this multiplayer map and explore different parts of it at different times. Yeah. But it can be kind of tricky when you've beaten like three objectives and now you're on the last one and you blow it and yeah. you start back at the beginning. 
that's fine. I understand. You got to you got to redo the thing. There's not a checkpoint. That's fine. But the thing that kind of bugged me was that a lot of these objectives were also spawn points. <laughs> and so you're there trying to complete the objective and sometimes it's just soldiers that are spawning but sometimes it's like spider walker droids or tanks and it's like i'm trying to stand by this thing to capture it and all of a sudden there's like 18 tanks that pop up and it's like i don't know about putting a spawn point and an objective in the same spot kind of nitpicky but it also made me lose a lot and have to start whole levels over so one of the things that i have that i don't know if i agree with myself on this or not if it's just me being bad or if it's the game, but I had like some of the objectives feel a little bit weird and maybe a tiny bit buggy. Like specifically on Kashyyyk, it's like defend this base, this, this beach head, this beachfront or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, all right, great. I failed it like three times. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm failing it. Like, okay, maybe I should go over there and capture that command post that's over here to the left. No, I just failed even faster. It was like, it was kind of weird. Some of the, some of the objectives, I don't know. It was like, I don't kind of, it's like, this is, this feels weird to me. Um, there were, there were definitely times where like, there's, there's very specific ways to do objectives. And I feel like you have to do it that way. Yeah. And sometimes you have to play a level like three times before you figure out this is exactly what I have to do to Mm. complete each objective. And that's what it was for me. Like once I figured out one, then boom, I'm onto the next one. Okay. I failed it. Got to try it. I'm going to try it a different way. And then eventually I figure out which way to do each objective there. It definitely does force you to play tactically and strategically, but sometimes the tactics and strategy that you're using isn't exactly like intuitive. Yeah. And so you kind of have to just like throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. I don't think that it's necessarily buggy. Like I'm saying, I think I was just like, didn't quite know it's yeah. What it's I'm supposed to do counterintuitive but, and it doesn't do a great yeah. job of explaining all the objectives. But to counter my previous point, I do appreciate that the the campaign is like weird objectives on these multiplayer maps. Defend the beachhead, fall back behind the wall, defend this oil rig, stop the Jedi from destroying the bookcases. It's like, it's an interesting use of the maps. That one was hard (laughs) until I had to Google how to do that one. Really? Yeah. It took me like 15 tries, not 15. It took me like eight tries. Really? Yeah. Because I was trying to defend all the bookcases, and then I, I was missing the part where it said, you only have to have one. Oh, and the, the Jedi only attack one specific part of the wall of each bookcase. So if you just stand there and kill them as they walk up to you, <laughs> beat it first try. So if you happen to luck into that strategy and you just happen to be standing by the bookcase where they come and you just kill all the Jedi... But I was like running from bookcase to bookcase and then they just shredded all of them. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any trouble with that. Also found out the engineer can fix bookcases. Oh, he can fix so anything. That helped too. Yeah. You have nice. the like little like dagger thing that fixes nice. stuff. I don't know. Um, next thing I have, Jordan. Uh, the healing and ammo systems slash the droids. Yeah. The the this Not a fan? Felt, no. In in basically every most modern shooters, you get your health back by not taking damage for a while. Yeah, it's like a standard feature. In this, which like, is an upgrade that you can get if you get a streak, and then you can get like energy regen. Energy or, regen uh, is your sprint. It was. It wasn't yeah, life. It's, it's oh, not your health. Okay, never mind. Ignore me. Yeah, I usually do. 
I know. Um, you, so to to refill your the the main system to refill your ammo and health in this is you have to stand by droids that fill the, fill you back up very slowly. And if you stand by them, they become targets for the enemies who will blow them up, and then then you can't get any more health well, or ammo without dying. An engineer can fix them. So you could go to the 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 you could swap out your class, grab your whatever cutter, fix them, switch back to your soldier class. Oh, okay. I feel like they didn't explain that, but they yeah. explained it in the tutorial, Jordan. Oh, tutorial. I honestly, I, I got the basic hang of it, yeah. and I jumped into. Where like, they make you play as all the classes and basically tell you. Yeah, I stopped after like one because I was like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Yeah. Which might have been also the reason why I never figured out what the reload button was until you told me. Like after I played, I don't know. Yeah, I, the tutorial where they literally make you play as an engineer and fix the bots. <laughs> yeah, I played like six hours of this without knowing there was a reload button. Goodness. Now, yeah, well, they it's down on the D-pad by default, which is weird and not very modern. The X button on this one um, on the Xbox locks on yeah. to guys, which is an essential button. So it's like, uh, do you want to switch it? What would I switch it to? I don't know. Which of these bumpers is is the black and white button? Because Xbox had black and white buttons instead of like oh yeah, you know L one R ones. Um, there are like health ammo pickup drops that will like I think drop randomly when you kill guys, but generally the 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 health and ammo system in this game feels pretty bad to me. Yeah, speaking of that, that brings me to my last point, which is again very nitpicky. But guns overheating is bad in a shooting game. Like, I don't want my main weapon to overheat. Like, I already have limited ammo and I have to reload. This isn't like a plasma pistol where it overheating is the method of, like, slowing you down and reloading, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I already have to reload and my gun is going to overheat. That I don't like that. What guns? I don't, I can't think of any guns that used ammo and overheated. I think it's one or the other. Um... Han Solo's pistol overheats. Oh, well, that's like a... Yeah, okay. All right. Heroes, which their weapons are super powerful and they they can't change weapons. That wasn't the only one, though. Like, but he doesn't like use the ammo. Basic classes, um, that doesn't have an ammo. He had to reload. At, he had infinite ammo, but he had to reload after a certain number of shots. I think it was the same with the, the, uh, the shotgun. I think it was the same way. I don't know. And it's like, I just, I didn't like that. Very nitpicky. You can definitely get around. Oh, just the normal, like regular soldier rifle overheats. Nope. No? No. I don't know. Anyway, it happened enough that it was annoying to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if something has unlimited ammo, it'll overheat and some of the hero stuff overheats. And it's like, on the one hand, I don't, maybe we just shouldn't have ammo at all in this game. Yeah, Unless why? it's like a power yeah, weapon, you, like a rocket launcher. Make it like Star Wars. They yeah. they don't ever like, they're just shooting forever. It doesn't matter. There's I think they have clips in Star Wars. Uh, magazines, Dan. They're called magazines. I think they're called both, Jordan. No, they're not. I got, I, I got, All right. I got, All right. I got schooled on this. Somebody. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. Uh, last point, Jordan, I got. Sometimes the AI can be terrible. <laughs> yes oh my goodness we were playing like a hero assault battle yeah and we were running around and we basically only saw each other for about mm-hmm. five minutes and i was like is this just like a one-on-one thing and then you're like nope i found your guys all of my guys like six of my dudes were just jumping around stuck in a corner with their lightsabers <laughs> i go into dan's area find all of his guys just like standing in the middle of an open area just shooting lightning out of his hand. I'm like, 
what is happening? <laughs> like usually like in the giant battles, the guys aren't always doing the best stuff, but sometimes no. they'll capture a flag, they'll capture a checkpoint, whatever. Mm. But for some reason in that hero assault mode, that one specific level, because I played it at home and I didn't have any problem with it, but just like every now and then the AI does some weird stuff. Yeah, there's one in the same match, like your team was like inside of a hallway and they were like trying to attack my team on the other side of a wall. And it's like, you don't really know where to go with all of these, yeah. all this terrain. But when you're playing on like Kashyyyk, it's fine. Cause it's a pretty open level. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. They just don't know how to finding. navigate. Yeah, yeah. Path finding, but it, it does some other weird stuff. Like sometimes if you're trying to like snipe in this game and you kind of like miss a guy, sometimes he'll like stop running or like it'll kind of like move weird. Um, yeah, the AI in this game. I mean, it's fun because it's easy to, to get a bunch of kills, but um, sometimes it just is bad. When uh, when your opponent is a Jedi and they force push or force pull you, you'll be like, "Whoa, I'm lagging! I'm lagging!" <laughs> We're playing on the same console, not online, but it just like all of a sudden it feels like you're lagging because your guy's getting yanked around the level. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a bad thing. That's probably like a realistic portrayal of what it feels like to get force pulled. You just didn't know what was going on. It felt bad. It felt bad. Got the Obi-Wan sneak. You kept getting all of the Jedis who had the force powers and I just had the, <laughs> the stupid one that just throws a lightsaber. You just you needed to switch your powers out, Jordan. No, it wasn't even that because not all of them have the force push and pull. Like Vader only has a force choke, and if you don't lock on, you might accidentally force choke your own guy. Here's the thing that's fun about force choke in this game. It's a nice little bug. You can force choke, and while you're holding the button, you can switch to your other ability, and he'll still keep force choking, but he'll start walking faster. So you can keep force choking somebody and then hit them with your lightsaber, which you shouldn't really be able to do. I feel like Darth Vader could do that. It's a fun bug. Well, not in a balanced video game where they like you're force choking somebody, you start walking really slow. It does feel a little bit bad when you're Darth Vader in some random no name uh, <laughs> Republic guy with a pistol kills you, and it's like, no, that's not. He's just leaving the battle for a minute. Just gotta get some more points. He's just respawning. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you ready to move on, Jordan, to the rest of our show? I'm ready. For the experience that you had with Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, it was a good time. I actually enjoyed this one a lot. I, mm, I I, just don't like playing games on Xbox. No? No, I would just way rather play this on Switch. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Of course you I would. It's like, I don't know. It's just so like big and clunky and loud. And so like I that... that does like if, <laughs> if i could like in a theoretical world download this onto my switch it would be a whole different story oh my god but Jordan. i feel like on xbox the other thing is like you put the disc in and it's like you got to download the game and it's like oh it's just the system is i just don't like the system of how xbox works and so that okay. is like it's hurting my my thing like on xbox five dollars on switch 
Like, this is a legitimately fun game. I feel like it compares well to the new modern one that I admittedly have only played a little bit of. But I feel like on Switch, I'd pay 10 bucks for this. Okay. I know that that's a totally hypothetical thing because it doesn't exist. But on Xbox, like, I just don't have a great experience playing Xbox and so $5. I mean, hypothetically, I could see this game existing on Switch at some point because they keep bringing back, like, a bunch of Star Wars games. That's true. So I could see them um, giving us a, a nice little... Uh, but I don't know if it would not be a thing because of the other modern Battlefronts existing. Yeah, I think that's a hard sell when you're like, hey, here's a here's a game that's very similar and does a lot of the same stuff for a third of the price. But then again, people really like this game a lot. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much goodwill with this game that I could see... Like, I feel like the people who like this game don't necessarily want to play the new Battlefront. Really? I don't, I don't think... I mean... If I'm wrong on that, if you love both, let us know. But if you if you agree with me, also let us know. Like I don't get that because, like, again, I'm not an expert on the new one, but they feel very similar. It's like the new one just looks better, has content from the new trilogy and the the new prequels, and it's like, what what would there not be to like about it? Now, what are you an expert on? I've been I've been trying to figure this out for a while. We've been friends for a long time. I am actually an expert on a lot of things. Okay. Um, I once wrote <laughs> a I once wrote a scientifically significant uh, summer seminar on super volcanoes. <laughs> I could tell you a lot about um, <laughs> what kind of berries there are. Did you know, Dan, that a, pum- berries. a pumpkin is a berry? Peek a, peek Did you berries? know, Dan, that a watermelon is technically a berry? Dan, would it blow your mind to hear that an avocado <laughs> is technically a berry? <laughs> I, 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 all right. I have respect for your expertise now, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> On something. <laughs> so you're saying... You pay $5 to to play this on your Xbox One, not even on your original Xbox. I just, yeah. If you dust it off your this old thing. It's original like, Xbox. I feel like just the convenience of having it on a portable system is like what would make it appealing to me because it it is, you know, it's it's good. It holds up well, but it definitely is dated. Mm-hmm. And so like if I was going to play a modern shooter, there's so many like I don't own a triple A modern shooter because there are so many like really good free uh whatever what do you call that? Like where it's a free game, free to play. Freemium. There's so many freemium shooters out there that are like would have blown you away if it came out fifteen years ago. Jordan's a big Fortnite fan, guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just like random ones that nobody's ever heard. Like I, I have one on my Switch called like Warface. Like that's a terrible name, but like it's like it's a decent first person shooter. Mm. So and I also prefer first person shooters, which you can switch to first person in this game if you really wanted to. But yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but like I'm not like dying to have this on my Xbox. Yeah. Which cuz I'm not dying to have any games on my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> not even Master Chief Collection? What about Halo 5? Um yeah, no. If Halo 5 comes out and it has split-screen multiplayer, uh, we will on the that. Switch. No, on the <laughs> Xbox on the Xbox 1. Are you really dying for some portable mode 
<laughs> Halo with split screen multiplayer. Honestly, like on the Switch. I would pay twice as much for Halo on my Switch as I would. I would pay $120 for Halo on my Switch. Wow. Yeah. But you won't even bother playing playing it on Xbox. No, because the Xbox is so <laughs> big and dumb and loud, oh and goodness, every time Jordan. I turn it on, it needs an update. Because you it, only turn it on every eight months. No, even when I was turning it on like every month, it had an update every single time. And even when I downloaded, like I, I put this game and you gave me Battle Royale, I put it in, had to download an update, and then it's finally done. It's like, oh, nope, you need another one. Like how many four gigabyte updates do you need to just be able to play a game from 15 years ago? <laughs> just put the disc in and play it. What's so hard? It's the way the system's set up, Jordan. Everything, it's dumb. It's like it's dumb. they just have to download it to make sure it runs a certain way. I don't know. It has nothing to do with Whatever. this game. This is a critique of All right. Xbox. All right. What All would you right. pay for this game, Dan? Now, admittedly, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. You but have three copies of this game. No, I only have two. You have one, a digital version downstairs. This I just brought for, you a physical one. I that see is a for third the, one. We're not to that segment yet, Jordan. I know, but you still there's, have. There is three. You currently have three copies I of it. Currently, but that's for somebody else. I know. So we'll one ta- of we'll you guys is going to get Dan's third copy Shh, of this game. Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. Spoilers. All right. All right. Uh, now, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game, and I was really happy to replay it. But with that being said, I feel like $12, $12 is what my gut is telling me. Okay. I feel like this is a nice $12 experience. It comes on a disc, too, which just, like, cut the price in half. Or it comes as a nice digital download that you can buy on your Xbox One. How much is it? Oh, that's the next part. I forgot how we do the show. What is this? What are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing anymore. Who am I? rambling. Something about Star Wars. Something about berries. Who knows? Um, yes, $12 is what I'm saying. Okay. What do you think that the internet is paying for physical copies of this game? Physical copies, again, completely pointless because your Xbox doesn't even want the physical copy. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna download the game anyway. So a physical copy, I don't know. Not on your original Xbox, Jordan. Not on your PS2. <laughs> That's the thing about all these backward compatible. Like, there's no point in owning an original Xbox anymore. Um, don't say that. That's not true. What would be the point? NHL hits 2002. Oh, because it's not backwards compatible. Yeah. Okay. You can't even play that on a 360. That's silly. The, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Maybe the new Xbox Five will be able to play it. Um, whatever Xbox it's called. 720. You know what I mean. We do full circles with our Xbox so that we're for, we're facing the same direction. <laughs> That's a 360. Yes. What? Oh, I see. I see. I think the internet is paying $15 for this game. That's not a bad guess, Jordan. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I know it's popular. It is popular. Uh, Xbox version, complete in box, $17. Okay, yeah, because I don't even care about the loose price because it's, it's worthless I didn't even, at that point. I don't even know what the loose price was. What about the PS2? complete in box what do you think about that is it backwards compatible with what the ps what's the new one five x series x jordan scorpion why would it no red no the only thing that we had that could play this was the their original launch model ps3s super playstation 3 yeah so then that's the only so 
Okay, so not backwards compatible. So that one is only going to be worth seven dollars. No, that one. That one's twelve dollars. People want twelve. PlayStation $12 Two collectors PS2. are weird. <laughs> really, like it's a weird system. There's like nine thousand games on it, and I feel like everybody who's into PlayStation Two owns all of them. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's some weird licensed games. Like American Chopper has had a game. Like it's like the Wii, where like literally yeah every, yeah kind every of. single thing yeah. had a game. Yeah, kind of. Um, what do you think the PAL PAL's coming in on the, these, uh, these for Xbox? It's fine, Xbox and PS2. Oh, um, well, there. I mean, it was pretty similar. Let's just say fifteen again. Okay, fourteen on the Xbox. Yeah. See, this is a pretty small scatter. What do you call this? A scatter plot? Scatter <laughs> dot scatter spray. Scattered categories. Scatter do. <laughs> scatter do to do. What about the PS2? Uh, fifteen dollars. <laughs> you just not no. That one's six dollars. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Pals wising up. Yeah, <laughs> they're smart over there. They've existed yeah. for so much longer than us in North America, so they have more knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, but separation anxiety was like a gajillion dollars. <laughs> well, that's because they have so much more wisdom than us, and they know the value of Spider Man. Uh, yeah, it was, yes, Spider Man. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Um. All right. So seventeen dollars. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan, the full price of an Xbox game on the Xbox store is like 10 bucks. I picked up the digital version for $5. Worth it at $5. Don't even, why are you getting, okay, listen guys, <laughs> when you buy, I know you're going to think I need to have the disc. It's going to just download the game anyway. So just spend the $5 and don't get the disc. All right. It's well, worth it at $5. All right. If you have an Xbox One, but if you only have an original Xbox, then you got to get the disc. If you only have an original Xbox, like it's time to upgrade. It's 2021. The original Xbox is a great console. I but like collecting for the original Xbox quite a bit. You can buy an Xbox One from your friend Dan for $100. So why would you not? <sighs> Jordan, that's not the point. I'm also not so not all not I would say most games aren't backwards compatible. So there's a lot of games that you need an original Xbox to play if you want to play. So it's like there's a reason to have an original Xbox. I'm glad there's that I own not. one. I'm sorry. You're, you This is the thing. Don't you guys, even with listen, me, Jordan. This is a retro gaming podcast, but it's also secretly an intervention for No. All. Because no. you guys are all delusional. You don't <laughs> You don't please, need Jordan. an Xbox. You, I can please, see why Jordan, somebody might need a Nintendo, I'd appreci- an NES. I appreciate a it. Super Nintendo. I'd okay? appreciate two things. If you would stop calling everyone delusional and you would stop calling it a Nintendo. Listen, <laughs> it's a Nintendo. You got your Nintendos. You got your Nintendo Playstations. You got your Nintendo Xboxes. I understand why you would want to keep your Nintendo NES because you need it. It's fine. I understand that. Once you hit the year 2000... You don't need anything after that, except for whatever the most recent, not even the most recent, whatever like the five years ago thing is that can play most of the games you want to play, <laughs> which is a Nintendo Switch. So just get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Stop. Of course. This episode is... brought to you by Disney Plus and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> we need to get like I a, wish. we need to get like a little bell that we ring every time we um, do a, a, when we mention a brand that is not sponsoring us. But Should I just bleep it out? 
No. No, no, no. Not to, not to, <laughs> not be, to obscure be, it. I don't want to obscure it. I want to draw more attention to the fact that we're I mentioning feel like a brand. It would be funnier if we just bleeped it out. It's like, what are they talking about? We should just bleep out the word switch every time this we say it. This is a family show. Although Dan has bleeped me once on this podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. But he ble- I do. He bleeped me and I don't I do. think it was a swear word. I think he made it sound like a swear word. <laughs> it should be a swear word, but we won't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> was it no, solid? No. <laughs> no. Guys, it I- was way before solid. Oh. Although somebody, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to our friend uh, Jankit. <laughs> How do you say his name, Jordan? Jankus. I'm just calling him Jankus. Jankus. Uh, who, who called me out for saying solid on Discord the other day. It's a totally He's acceptable... He's like, you said the word. Yeah, it's an acceptable <laughs> adjective to use. It is an acceptable adjective. It was just funny that somebody had... He had just listened to the Super Mario World episode, and he's like, you said the word. Which is a... I was like, and I meant it. <laughs> it's a, that's a funny episode, you guys. Is it? Um, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We had it. We I don't want to talk dis- about we it. We had some disagreements. We're still disagreeing about it. It's a great game. It is a great game. That has its flaws. It does have its flaws. <sighs> he said it, you guys. <laughs> I said it in the episode, but you kept insisting that I thought it was perfect. We don't need to talk about this right now, Jordan. We're going to have to go to therapy again. We, <laughs> we got to get this thing back on the rails so that we can just... <laughs> we got we to gotta bring this Top Gun ship in for landing. Okay. About to crash and burn. Ship is this? Is this space? Right. Is an airplane a ship? Is an that the airship? <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, at five dollars, I'm saying worth it. Yes. At anything above ten, especially if you're getting a disc, stop. Run. No. Worthless. <laughs> uh, Seventeen bucks. I'm calling it worth it. What the, is it, Dan? You said twelve for me. Oh my goodness, guys! He's lost the plot again. It's not about me, Jordan. I know it's this about is... the the objective value of a retro game, which seventeen dollars fits within the the confines. The objective of that. value is always going to be whatever it's selling for. So of course, <laughs> worth it. This is this is now just an economics podcast <laughs> with no subjective thought or rationale at all. Little Samson, worth it. Literally, whatever <laughs> a game is selling for, if somebody buys it, that's what it's worth. Snow Brothers. <laughs> Say it, Jordan. <laughs> Snow Brothers at $2 is worthless. Uh. <laughs> I just saw an article online about somebody who completed a complete Super Famicom, or maybe it was Famicom. I don't know. Some sort of Famicom collection of everything. Guess what the very last game was that they needed? Was it Snow Brothers? It was Snow Brothers, yeah. Yeah. And they were holding it like in box. They were holding it with white gloves. And I was like, man, look at this person holding a turd with white gloves. (laughs) Not even knowing that they're just messing up a perfectly good pair of white gloves. (laughs) Get out of here. I don't know about you, Jordan. I don't know. I'm feeling 22. What? (laughs) I don't know about you. All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> We're still going. We got more segments, Jordan. We do. <laughs> we trivia? Some, yeah, let's, get, let's, let's, uh, let's do the trivia. Speaking of our friend Jankus, we got a trivia here. Dan, um, what's the answer to every Trivial Pursuit Star Wars question? Princess Leia. No, her husband. Uh, Kylo Ren. Okay. While playing as Kylo Ren... <laughs> 
While playing as Han Solo, you can occasionally hear enemies say one of these famous Star Wars lines. It's a, fi- a famous Star Wars line of dialogue. Okay? In Battlefront 2. In Battlefront 2, 2005. Oh. It's only while you're playing as Han Solo. I didn't okay? play him very much. Yeah, because his blaster overheats and it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these four lines do the enemies sometimes infrequently say? All right. I have a bad feeling about this. That's the first one. A. I, have, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I gathered that that was the first one. Thank I you. I was looking for some feedback. I thought you froze. <laughs> B. Han shot first. C. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Or D. I love you. I know. Oh, man. Which of those four things do the enemy sometimes say when you're playing a Han Solo? I have a bad feeling about this. Han shot first. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Or I love you. I know. I feel like okay. Go process of elimination. Logic this out. Yeah, I've got a bad feeling about this. A classic Star Wars thing. That's a perfectly viable option. Yeah. Um, the second one was Han shot first. No, because this was a LucasArts game, and George Lucas just probably wouldn't allow it. That that was probably that was probably a no go, because it's still to this day one of those things. Okay. The only wait, are you talking about uh, what, what's uh, what's what's the new thing they added to it to make it even better? That scene, I don't remember. This is, he says like spelunky or something. What? That now when Greedo gets shot, he says like kerplunky. Oh, I don't know. He says something. I don't know. All the Star Wars people are yelling it right now. He's a yell spelunky. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you're saying it's not Han shot first. Not Han shot first. Um. Scruffy looking nerf herder is my front runner right now. What was the last one you said? The last one is I love you. I know. No, it's not that. That's that's McClunky. He yells McClunky. McClunky. I had to Google it. Yeah, George Lucas still messing with the freaking edit in 2020. <laughs> now, when you watch it on Disney Plus, right before he gets shot, he yells McClunky. <laughs> it's so weird. Like nothing else has <laughs> nothing else has changed. George Lucas is like, you know what this scene needs? McClunky. <laughs> if I mean if it, they just added it, that wouldn't have been George Lucas, I don't think. No, it was like the last thing that he did, like oh, really? before he sold it or <laughs> McClunky. All right. So which Goodness. one which one of these? I'm going is it? with scruffy looking nerf herder. I feel like I heard that line. It's actually um, it's not exactly Han shot first, but it's this. He says, it's Solo, and he's shooting first. That's not fair. Really? That's what they yell, yeah. It's Solo, and he's shooting first. That's not fair. Well, I feel like I'm calling fall on this since you didn't make that one. Well, it, was too, it was too specific. I had to, I had to obf- <laughs> obfuscate it a little bit. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll call it a tie. <laughs> Jankus. No, we're going to give it to Jankus. Jankus, uh, congrats. You stumped in. Even if you didn't, I would send you some stickers. Um, I know I owe some stickers to the people from our last few episodes. So keep an eye on your mailbox. I got some stamps and I'll just be sending some mailboxes out. Look at it. I'm not going to send mailboxes. Mailbox wait for just be waiting. Some stickers. You know what? We got some new stickers too. So um, they'll be coming to you. We got mm-hmm. some stickers. <laughs> That's the trivia, Dan McClunky. speaking of mcclunky we have a bounty yes we do we alluded to it that was actually a that was actually could have been a good segue because greedo was shot first he was a bounty hunter he was coming to get han that's what people say greedo shot first no they 
they say, damn, we already talked about this. They say, <laughs> you watch the scene and you say, McClunky. <laughs> Are you sure Han didn't yell McClunky? Um, well, currently in the 2020 <laughs> version of it, it was Greedo yelling McClunky, but I think that they might update it again in the future for the special edition. Harrison Ford overdubbed McClunky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what is happening here? Yes, we have a bounty. We do. This month, we're giving away a copy of this game that we just talked about for the last 80-something minutes. So if you are interested in a free copy, you don't have to be interested. If you want a free copy and you don't want to spend any money on it of a great game that we both agreed was a good game and worth it, whether you're getting digital or not, you can win a free copy this month. And all you have to do is send us a direct message on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, or you can direct message either of us on Discord. You can send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com and all you have to do is let us know what is your favorite prequel star wars movie uh it has to be episode one <laughs> two or three because dan is a jerk and um yeah what is your favorite prequel and not just you can't just send us episode two is my favorite because that's what everybody's saying yeah. you have to tell us why what's your favorite prequel and why uh, yes, this is just like those um, short answer questions that everybody hated in high school. What's your favorite prequel <laughs> question? What's your favorite prequel movie and why? And all you have to do is that, and you'll be entered to win at the end of the month. We'll draw from all of the entries, and you could win a free copy of Star Wars Battlefront 2 2005 for Xbox. For Xbox. Also compatible on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. And maybe even the new one that no one knows what it's called. Series XS. The series excess one X. Yes. The series Xbox one X X. You can also earn additional entries this month just by talking on our discord channel. We have a great community there. Um, it, it really is a great community. We're not just saying mm-hmm. that because yeah. we're there and we chat about video games. We chat about a whole bunch of stuff. We talk about life. Some of our friends just bought a house. Some of our friends just passed tests and it's great. It's good to just get to know people who are into the same stuff that you're into. So come in there, talk about video games and earn yourself some extra bounties. You still have to send us the direct message. You mm-hmm. don't just get bounty entries from being in there. So if you want to enter, send us a direct message and you will be added to the list. You could win this game. Yeah, I've been trying to add the the clarity to the rules in the podcast description for these bounties. Like what, when they start, when they end, the discord stuff um it's all there if you want it in writing yes if you want it in writing it's in the podcast description um people are also buying video games on our discord jordan they're buying they're not just buying houses and oh yeah they're buying video games a lot right you come you can come and show us (laughs) it's a retro gaming slash gaming in general server yeah here's the games that i just picked up here's uh what i'm looking at what do you guys think here's what i'm playing right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a good time it is a good time. A splendid time is guaranteed for all. What, so you're going to so, guarantee some, a splendid well, time? somebody said that. I don't know if it... I, no, I'm not going to guarantee it. Okay, it's not guaranteed, but it could happen. <clears throat> um, are, we, are we done? We're are we, done. We got, you got anything else We're before done. we move this on to music? We're going to wrap up our month of Star Trek games. Tune in next month when we'll play some more. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Cause I like you. We do have more, Jordan. Oh, you already know what we're gonna. Play. I know what we're gonna. Oh, you told me. I, I told you it'll be a surprise, Jordan. Do you know what next month is? Next month is June. 
Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis is back. Guys, um, we have also become a pun, a pun podcast. Yeah. A pun cast. Uh, it's not that bad. It's not okay. that bad. Sega Genesis. We're going to play bad. some Super Nintendo games. We're playing Snack the Hog next episode. Wait. <laughs> I thought we played them all. There's more Sonic games? <laughs> we haven't played the first one. Oh, okay. We're and we also play... haven't played Sonic and Knuckles. It's. Uh, I think we did. Nope. We played Sonic 3. That's the same game. <laughs> no, it's not. I think we're out of Sonic, Sonic 3 is uh, Sonic and Knuckles Part 1. All right, so we're going to play Sonic 1, and then we'll play another Sonic. Not another no, Sonic. Not no, not this time. Oh, we're going to play another Sega game is what I meant to say. Yeah. Sega and Sonic are the same in my brain. Yeah, yeah. It's a, You played Sega games on your Sonic. My friend Matthew was the only kid in the neighborhood with the Genesis, and he only had Sonic, so. Well, that's all you needed. Yes, so <laughs> says the guy whose favorite uh, Genesis game is Ninja Turtles. Speaking of Jordan, you keep just teeing me up. I love that. Really, I love that. I just played that uh, at, over at Twitch.tv/slash Worth It or Worthless, where I generally stream on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. I just played Hyperstone Heist recently. Oh, nice with, with our Discord friends. Yeah, was I good. was in the middle of the woods without any Wi-Fi or cell service, so I didn't. I didn't see it. It's okay. You were there in spirit, I know. I was trying to bust out my satellite phone so I could uh, <laughs> watch it on the Twitches. But So yeah, if you want to hang out, play, uh, you know, experience the fun of watching me sometimes fail at retro games, sometimes succeed, sometimes... Sometimes ask you guys trivia questions. Sometimes. Get some payback. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday evenings over on Twitch. Um, all right, Jordan, finally... Yeah. Can we move on to our music segment? Can we do this? I would love to hear some music. Can we land this thing? You'd love, you know what? Speaking of music that you'd love to hear, Celeste soundtrack, Jordan. Oh, I am a fan. Yes, it's um the, the Celeste soundtrack is awesome. So today we have a cover from the Celeste soundtrack. It's called First Steps" by the Icarus Kid. Ooh, nice! I think that's so, the first track. From that the is, game. if I'm not mistaken, it is, and so it's a good little cover of that. That so, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope you hate it. That's not nice. I hope you enjoy it. That's nice. All right, everybody. We will see you in Sega Genesis. I hope you have a great week. Or else. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.